In this episode, I sit down with community member Dylan Newman. She is an astrology life coach and just an awesome individual. The Jewish people were blessed by God with the sign of Pisces. When you go back to the original Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Rebecca, etc., they are blessed by God to be like fish in all essence, which is the Pisces sign. So having this incredible sign begs the conversation of, well, how do we connect with this sign specifically, and more importantly, signs in general? So it's a great conversation, hope you enjoy. At the end of it, we discuss Purim as the incredible aligned version of Pisces that changed us as a people forever. Enjoy. This podcast is presented by Rabbi Parrots Munchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rabbi Parrots podcast. I am here hanging out with my good friend, Dylan Newman. Welcome. Hi. How are you? Well, we're here because we've been talking about astrology and how it pertains to the Jewish identity. And we've had that conversation many times in the past. Yes. And you really bring a lot of insight to the conversation. So I figure let's bring this conversation to the forefront of uh, our little community here, just consuming different pieces of information. After all, this month is the month of Pisces, and that is the Jewish sign. So it really has a connection to all Jewish people. I, I posted like an upcoming Shabbat called Pisces Shabbat, and I got lots of people checking in like, why is that the Jewish sign? So I figure let's just have that conversation, and then you'll shed your unique light that you like to on how you can make it more particular and more nuanced. Yeah? We're good with yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, fantastic. And I'm excited to learn the Jewish perspective on Pisces. Well, we'll learn from each other, so this is going to be wonderful. It's going to be great. <laughs> so I, I gave this introductory uh, podcast on astrology, essentially from a Jewish perspective, being how we connect with time. And even though, of course, astrology is – the word astrology represents, you know, signs and planets and, and our connection to the movement happening around the world, but Jewish astrology in Hebrew, mazalot, constellations – we know it as mazel tov, as things that you draw in. And the secret of Jewish life is how you draw each moment and time and really uncover the depth of it and allow yourself to preemptively make an impact versus like afterwards wondering why that happened and making sense of things. And learning how to become the master of things coming up is the real secret of unlocking the time and making the most of everything. So that's really the impetus for Jewish astrology and how we connect to why these holidays happen when they happen, not something great happened that day and we look back, oh, there was a sign behind it. It's sort of like watching how these things uncover themselves and happen when they're supposed to happen. So if both of us were born in March and have a Pisces uh, connection, then we're connected already. I actually, it's funny that you say that. I just hit me like Passover happens during April, which mm -hmm. is Aries. Aries, the archetype of Aries, is all about freedom and the need for independence and Passover, the freedom of the Jews. So there is so many similarities between the, the holidays and the time of the month. That is actually your – you have like this natural compass for these like, things. Hit me. Yeah, because crazy. that is the deal. <laughs> One of the legends of Passover is it didn't happen then because that's when we left freedom and that's when it happened. It's because there wasn't the impetus for freedom on that day that was fully manifest with that full moon that allowed – that to happen so you are spot on wow crazy <laughs> all right so tell me how'd you really get into it where was like uh i mean you're from la so there's or or let's call it southern california so there's sort of uh 
people love this conversation here, but where did you personally get all excited about it? You know, it's really funny. It's actually kind of, um, you know, not Judaic at all. So I'll just be honest with you completely. <laughs> so I actually dated a Scorpio in high school for a few years. It was a very intense relationship. And I'm obviously being a Pisces, a little bit more emotional. And, um, and I was raised in a household where, you know, emotions weren't really tolerated. And it was kind of like, breathe, get over it, like find a solution. And so when I met this guy, I was like, oh my God, he gets it. We're so in tune with each other. There's a deep connection. That relationship ended, moved to, went to college. Obviously the connection was still there, but I found like all these men born between October like 25th and November 11th were like attracted to me. Ah. And I personally, like I'm not that type of person that's always like, getting guys, blah, 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 you know? So that, I was like, they're, they're, this is weird. So I started learning and reading about the, it started with the Pisces-Scorpio connection, and then it just expanded. So by the time I was 20, so I'd always, like, read about it, always Googling, like, always, like, every day, like, always just Googling about signs. And then when I was 25, I signed up for a class uh, by Glenn Perry called Astro Psychology. Mm. And it really, he's teaching you how to use the planets and the archetypes to solve and resolve conflict, inner conflict, solutions. And yeah, so that's basically, it just, it, the internet's crazy. It just <laughs> led me to Glenn Perry's class and that was like a year course and he's an incredible teacher. But yeah, so that's where it started. And honestly, you learn the most by just reading other people's charts. And studying people. So I started studying my family, studying my friends. Everyone thought I was insane, but that's okay. And now I'm here embracing it. Well, you have a joy about it, and uh, and it brings out a lot of your inner creativity. So you got to run with those type of things that uh, get you excited. And lo, lo and behold, you meet me, who's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be anti-Jewish. It could streamline right along with your roots and where you're from, and it's just part of that journey. There was a time where Jewish people were more into it or less into it, and there was conflict, whether or not it was Jewish enough or not Jewish enough. But it turns out that anything that's real is going to be in Judaism. It's just a matter of like how we approach it and where it was uncovered from. So there's a great balance to be had between you know astrology and the signs versus the Jewish version of it. Because from the Jewish perspective, None of these signs have control over you, but if you uncover what they are, you can maximize any energy or relationship, etc. Um, according to my sign, my wife and our signs are totally, I think, the furthest end of the spectrum. We're, By the way, uh, we're the same. I'm uh, marrying a Gemini, and you're married to a Gemini, that's so right. it works. So there you have it. So <laughs> I can't totally buy into to, to that side, because why would I? However, I, I love the idea that it's our place to control these ideas and maybe that's because the jewish people sign is that of pisces and pisces from what i understand has the most flexibility when it comes to its energy of creativity um am i correct so it's it, you know <laughs> pisces is the last sign of the zodiac it's the oldest sign so my whole th my whole shtick i what i'm trying to do is really explain to people that there are more than just their sun sign so you, we all have ruling planets. And so it all is dependent on your rising sign. 
So the time you are born is very important. So there's very there's could be a difference between 3:30 and 3:52 p.m. And essentially, whatever constellation, so group of stars that looks like an Aries or looks like a Pisces or looks like a Libra, whatever constellation is rising on the eastern horizon at your time of birth literally the moment you first breathe represents tells us what planet is your ruling planet so sun sign would be sort of like this stable much more all-encompassing less nuanced sign because of its structured the sun rises the sun sets but your rising sign your moon kind of waxes and wanes and changes every day and more every every, moment. every hour actually yeah. so well let's talk about am, sun am i signs. on right that's what you're, you're talking about? on it kind of so there's 10 planets including the sun and the moon and so let's talk sun signs if you're a leo rising then your sun sign is going to be the most important and that those people should absolutely focus on their sun sign and you know what it represents and how it um communicates with other planets but Every planet is is essentially communicating with the other planets, right? So with Pisces, if you're a Pisces rising, then Neptune is your ruling planet. And therefore, the need for transcendence, the need for universal love, the need for spirituality, the need to basically imagine that bright light before you die, that, that energy force that everything's perfect, right? That's what they say. That's the, that's the Neptunian need. That's Pisces. That's so if you're a Pisces rising, essentially you want to be there all day long and you want to imagine and you want to dream and you, and then wherever Neptune is in your chart. So a lot of us that were born in 1992 have Neptune in Capricorn because it stays in the sign for about two ish, two and a half years. And so, you know, we're probably going to turn our ideas into dreams because Capricorn is all about perfection and structure. So you're going to dream, right? Neptune, the need to dream in a Capricornian way. Mm. So maybe there's a lot of people that are creating. I mean, I have some friends that have ideas and they're now turning them into businesses because it's turning those dreams into how can I turn this into a business plan? To workable reality. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, am I on on point with what you I, want to talk I, about? Well, first of all, <laughs> you can say you can say whatever you're inspired to say. I mean, part of this is that I look at it like this is the pulse of the people that I service and study with and bring to my Shabbat table. This is what you're into and what you're thinking about, and I and I love to share the conversation that we have off the mic, bringing it onto the mic. Essentially, like this is what we're talking about and figuring out because. I see it a little like from the Jewish perspective of, first of all, the Jewish day starts at night. So as soon as it gets nighttime or the stars come out, it's the next day. So I was born March 10th, and March 10th in 82 was Purim. But Purim ended at uh, 7 or so p.m., 7.30 p.m., and I was born after 7 p.m., so it was already nighttime. So I'm born on the 15th on the Jewish calendar, which is a full moon. So I sort of share my birthday with Purim and the day after called Shushan Purim. And it's a full moon birthday, but it's also March 10th. So this year comes out at the same structure of March 10th is going to be on Purim. And then when it turns nighttime, it'll be my birthday, but still March 10th. Have you ever looked at your birth chart? Do you know where your moon is? Is it in Virgo? I don't know. We have to do that. Like, I need that, to, I need to look I need that up. For. Because um, <laughs> full moon, people who are born during a full moon, the sun and the moon are literally opposite each other that's what a full moon represents so you basically feel this push pull between my pride and my emotions is in opposition it's like 
I need to be a Pisces. I need to dream. I need to have my ideas. I need to inspire others. But then your moon is over here saying, wait, I need to be efficient. I need to have structure. I need to have systems. I need, and would you agree that maybe that's something that you, does that resonate with you? I mean, it's, uh, I, I, that's highly categorized of like me, uh, my tug of war, my inner tug of war. It is? You know? Well, I, I sort of, from my perspective, I always assume that, that uh, what I'm going through is what other people are going through. And then I stop and I'm like, no, that's an assumption. <laughs> what you're going through is not necessarily what other people are going through and take a step back. And I realize that that inner dialogue that I have is this back and forth for me to learn how to engage with other people. And I do realize over the years that that's very much connected to Pisces, but I always look at it like it's connected to Pisces, the Jewish Pisces, the Jewish sign of Pisces. It like it's brought up in the book of Esther. Esther means hidden. So it's like a concealed concept. And in the book of Esther, the the enemy of the Jewish people, Haman says, I'm going to kill the Jewish people based on a lot because I don't think you could just kill them. You have to randomly figure it out. It has to be in the gods' hands. And he gets it on a day in Pisces, in Adar. And he's all pumped about it because he thinks that's a bad sign for the Jewish people because Moses died in that month. And then, of course, he doesn't really know that Moses was also born on the same day and it doesn't represent death. It represents complete you know, impact in your world. So, and not only that, the Jewish people have that sign representing that when they are the best version of themselves, they impact the world around them. So by, for me, it was always about utility, using the sign to your advantage or using any given day, you hear a piece of wisdom, a sign, a constellation, using that as inspiration to check yourself and go back to whether or not you're having impact. Before you wreck. Um, it's actually you mentioned something when you said Haman chose um he let the gods decide that's very neptune that's so pisces that's literally like i'm gonna just listen to my intuition and trust that the universe is going to guide me in killing whoever and whatever essentially well (laughs) the idea that this conversation is along with this month with this holiday of purim and is in the book of esther to me is uh, is an open opportunity to have this conversation like that's where i get the i guess the the inspiration to have these conversations is it's part of the jewish journey is uncovering these things and also you know um using astrology to you know check yourself essentially is like i'm a really good example actually you know i personally have moon in aries The moon is an emotional planet. It wants to nurture. It wants to belong. That's the character in us that wants to nurture and to cook, to clean, to feel, to love, uh, to cry. Um, And so Aries is combative. It's the warrior in all of us. It is not emotional. It is feisty. It is reactive. So I'm able to... You know, if something triggers me, like I get really annoyed, I'm actually able to pause and be like, hey, moon, okay, you don't know how to deal with your emotions right now. Don't react. Take a breath. Come back to the conflict a little bit later. Let your body, let your mind process the emotions and really like think, why is it making me feel this way and how can I resolve it instead of being that feisty, reactive person that I want to be. So, I mean, that that's, I don't know if that's a, you know, an example of, you know, checking yourself before you wreck yourself. I mean, but... I, I'm, I'm happy that's that you have to, because you're basically having a relationship with your inner emotional waxing and waning, essentially, mm-hmm. to me. That's what this is. Mm-hmm. And that's what it means to connect to the moon is this ongoing 
connection to your own nurturing and development and where do you get your source of nurturing from and what and what is constantly sending you good vibes the idea of mazalot this name of astrology for this jewish conversation mazal means to essentially comes from a word nozel which is to drip so it's sort of like you're always being fed nurturing energy from your signs from literally physically from the people you come from negative or positive you're you're constantly being fed from it and there's a reservoir of incredible energy that you can draw from and just learning more and becoming more aware and what we're using the term today checking yourself is essentially there to help you draw more and direct the analogy i give is like when you breathe you don't just take in quality air you take in whatever is out there in the air locally mm -hmm. when you eat you don't not everything is absorbed within you so there's a certain amount of like uh, sifting through life that you need to get, but drawing down when you initiate this conversation and you are the preemptive per precursor to galvanizing energy, that is you essentially taking control of what's coming into your life and it's more direct. Mm -hmm. So that's for me where I'd like a lot of these conversations to go is like what type of tools people can have to directly take energy that could be converted wholly and, and inspire and grow and, and add to your existence. So each ritual in Judaism, each holiday can be, you know, just a physical idea. We've been doing it for a long time. So you're a chain link into the line of Judaism, which is amazing and inspirational. But for a lot of us, that doesn't always carry the torch. Mm -hmm. a, lar a large connection to doing things Jewish is because it has meaning and adds actual value to my life. In other words, it's relevant. So to me, it's all about like, how is something relevant? The main holiday of Pisces is Purim. Yes. Purim happens at this time based on this conversation Hebrew because name there you go. See, it's all, it's I all saw, put maybe, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purim happens <laughs> now because of the energy behind it, that it could happen now. Now's the time it should happen this holiday. So the holiday is not just a reaction to something. It's part of its destiny to happen at this time. And the main thing that happened Purim was not that we survived or we weren't annihilated. That's never the main thing. That's uh, collateral. The main part of the holiday was that we all opted in. The holiday was about that the Jewish people, they leave Egypt, they go on an 800-year run of basically like maybe questions or challenges or difficulties and war and building and Israel and temple, etc., etc. But nobody doubts that there's a God who took them out of Egypt and gave them a Torah at Sinai and brought them to the land of Israel and gave them a monarch and build a, a temple, etc. It's all like, sure, it happened. And it's only when that first temple is destroyed when the question begins like, wait, is this all real? Did we just go on a, like an 800-year run just saying it's real? Is it real? And they are taken over by the Babylonian Empire. They assimilate into the culture of the Babylonian Empire. And with that assimilation, they now have freedom as to be anything they choose to be because they're invited to the palace there have a daughter of their own. Esther is queen of the ruling world. And Mordechai, the leader of the Jewish Supreme Court, is now sitting in the court of the king. And the people are invited to the great festivities happening in, uh, in uh, the capital of the Babylonian Empire. So they have made it. They are integrated. So for the Parm story, you're really getting this like real character challenge of what the Jewish people are supposed to do with their newfound freedom 
and also the first time having these questions whether or not that previous historical reality that we were part of was real or not. Is there really a God? Is there really anything? So the first real deep questions happen. And Purim is on that date, they're going to kill all the Jewish people. But anyone who wants to say, hey, by the way, I'm raising my hand, not Jewish, not Jewish, can opt out and wouldn't be killed. This wasn't, uh, there was no precedent in history for this. Like a Jew could say that. Yeah, Jew could have said, I'm not Jewish. I'm Babylonian now. I'm integrated. I'm assimilated. So I'm out. And the whole story of Purim is built on that they had a whole year to opt out and not one Jew opted out. And this is a community that isn't all religious. In fact, most are secular at this point. Most have even lost their native tongue as their main language. And many of them are speaking first degree Babylonian. And then, of course, that turns to Aramaic, which is a language still in use in the Talmud and in contracts in Judaism. So, so much is affected by this period of time. And yet no one opts out. So that's really the significance of the holiday is everyone tapping into, listen, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. And I think that strength comes from this conversation of what Purim is, the time it's in, this month number 12 in the Torah. It's considered the last month of the year, last of the signs. And it always has, every other year, a 13th month that has no sign at all. We call it the, the month without signs. Like if you're doing Pisces right, you end up in a month without any sign at all, which doesn't mean you just no sign. It means you're above all the signs. Wow. You're beyond it. And this above and beyond nature of the Jewish person is what the conversation of this holiday is. And that's why it should be the real focus of Jewish life should culminate with this Purim holiday, this transcendent ability. I have a question. Sure. Do you think that the reason no one opted out was because they felt all united and connected with each other and like this sense of universal love that we are one and that we are all, you know, transcendent together and... I mean, do you do you think that, or what do you think was? I, I'm. T- that's a great question, and I'm totally on the on the side of yes for a simple reason. The change that happened after Purim to before Purim was before Purim we were universally known as the children of Israel. After Purim, we got a new name called Jews. That's when the name really took off. Prior to the holiday, that was the name of a tribe, Judah, but it became everyone's name after Purim because. Judah, Yehuda, comes from the term selfless and gratitude, a combination of the two. Being able to be selfless is how you bond with other people, and having gratitude is how you bond with other people because mm-hmm. you're not focused on what's being taken from you or other people's slice of the pie. You're focused on how we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. So selfless gratitude became the name that we were defined by, Jewish wow. people, Yehudim. And that's part of the Purim story. So once again... I think that's a big part of this sign, this month, this energy that's worth having this conversation. I agree. Wow. I never realized that. I really didn't. And I'm Esther. So well, you're Esther. <laughs> so it means it was compactly within you already. And that's why you're on this, to me, that's why you're on this journey of of like uncovering constellations. A big part of spirituality is that uh, when you really become more mystically in- inclined to analyze yourself, and astrology is one of those kind of mystical conversations, is to basically stop seeing yourself as something happening to you all the time and learning how to see yourself as a cause and something that brings the effect to the world mm-hmm. around you. And what an incredible thing to realize that 
your journey of being attracted to all these signs is your way of getting back to your own roots of Esther and being born here and being a Jewish woman who's going to build her own house as a Jewish woman. Like that's where does the power of being a Jewish woman come from? Well, it comes from essentially Esther who stayed Jewish as the queen of the land and influenced from the inside growth in all the lands and tolerance all around her and made this story part of our story. So it's an incredible thing to think about my attractions aren't like something I need to say no to or yes to. They're just indicators of my journey of going deeper within myself and uncovering more about who I am. Agree. I agree with everything you're saying. I mean, the stories of the traditions and the stories and all the holidays are are literally just is similar to to astrology because you really are able to put yourself in those situations like one what would I do if I was in this situation who am I like why would I do that or whatnot and so um it's it's you know I think life is all about figuring out who you are at a core and what lessons you need to learn and um how to make yourself better you know I don't believe that you're you're stuck the way you are like I think there's just always just trying to figure out how how different planets can work together to achieve something. And that's what life is all about is really, you know, not making the same mistakes over and over again, but really asking yourself, why did I make that mistake? And if it does keep happening, what do I need to do to change? And it's a great um, way to track what's happening in your life and creating this connection to the time that it's not a measurement of elapsed moments, but they're each and every time is another opportunity to revisit another element of your life that can use a little polishing and a little growth and a little, you know, self uh, healthy judgment of mm-hmm. like, I did that. Would I do that again? And how would I do it in that situation? So I think that's a wonderful, um, you know, way to see this. It helps to write, it really helps to write in journals and then to look back at old journals and to see like, Oh, Oh my God, here I am thinking the same exact way and it doesn't work. So what do I need to do differently? I love it. Well, I love even more being able to have a conversation about what you're passionate about and bring it into what I do, which is passion about like bringing each and every Jew comfortable within what they already are and not having to like be something else and realizing that who they are is the beginning of their own journey always. So uh, thank you so much for coming on and thank sharing you for and having making this me. happen. This was so fun. You're a bundle of joy. My you first make it work. podcast. This is so <laughs> exciting. Well, you know, you have so much to share. Thank you for sharing it. Thank and you. Uh, if you want people to follow along your journey, where can they? Uh... Uh, you can go to dosesofastrology.com. Uh, people on Instagram call me D-N-E-W, D-N-E-W. So you can also find me at dosesofdnew. Uh, obviously at sign before I believe, but, um, yeah, dosesofastrology.com and I'm Dylan. Yay. And hopefully I get to meet you one day. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing you Purim and next week Tuesday. and, uh, and taking this conversation to its embodiment to the physical. Woo. All right. All Thanks. the best. Thanks for tuning in everyone. Bye. <laughs> Ali Adi, Shibem Party, Venice Mechavinah.